Next on BYU Sports Nation, Super Saturday for BYU, and it starts with a volleyball national championship showdown. ESPN's Holly Rowe will join us live from Oklahoma City before she sideline reports for the national championship match tonight between BYU and Penn State. Plus, BYU football all access in Miami with Bronco Mendenhall, and we'll talk to Jamal Williams for the first time since his injury. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast nationally on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel, located in the heart of South Beach, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Super Saturday starts with a two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation yeah. on your radio, television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Saturday, December 20th, my name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with Ultimate Frisbee strength and conditioning coach, Jerem Jordan. Luckily, there's no strength and conditioning associated with Frisbee, so yes, I can do that. Every Frisbee player <laughs> everywhere hates you now for saying that. Is there a muscular, like, professional Frisbee player? Does it take athleticism? I, I have a body yeah. of a Frisbee player. Let's say that. <laughs> Well, you would. You're the strength and conditioning coach, right? Something like that. Okay. Fair enough. Wherever and however you're dialing. Does that mean I'm applying for BYU's opening in the offseason for the very different strength and conditioning? You're right. You're right. I will uh, take my name out of consideration. Okay. So. There, there you have it. Great to have everyone with us on BYU TV and on BYU <laughs> Radio. Last night, BYU and Memphis football were hosted at an NBA game between the Miami Heat and Washington Wizards. Really cool experience. We kind of piggybacked on that, went over and... And uh, got some tickets. Dwayne Wade, Paul Pierce, John Dwayne Wade! Heard that about 50 times last night. Stand up! Yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, Also, Justin Hamilton playing for the Miami Heat. Little known fact, he was a high school teammate at Lone Peak High School of Nate Austin. He is playing. And Tyler Hawes. And and Josh Yes, he played like 20 minutes for the Miami Heat last night. Yeah, he got some solid minutes. It was fun. So at halftime... The two teams came out and had a competition in basketball. One guy shot a layup, had to make a layup, free throw, and three-pointer. One guy at each of those spots, and then someone had to make a half-court shot. BYU lost this by 29 seconds to Memphis. But let's report on how BYU did. Mitch Matthews dunked for the layup. Yes. He later tweeted, I dunked where LeBron James dunked. Where King James, James dunked. dunked. King James that dunked. Is that all. was cool. <laughs> Kai Nakua took about five shots to make a free throw. Jordan Leslie about five or six shots to make a three-pointer. And then Kainakua, I thought it was Jordan Leslie uh, last night, but I was wrong. Kainakua made the half-court shot last night. I put that on YouTube if you missed it and tweeted it. So there you go. There you go. BYU, you know what? They, they lost the shootout at the Heat game. I, Maybe they'll win the shootout Monday. Yeah, that's let's win the one that matters the most. That's right. The actual game on Monday they won, from Marlins Park. Because uh, in talking to Michael Lisa, we learned that Graham Rowley helped win the belly flop competition for BYU against Memphis. And BYU lost the dance-off. Travis Tuiloma did not win it for the Cougars. So 1-1, one, 2-1 one, one Memphis. Let's see what happens in football the football games game. Football games were two. Oh, game. oh, there's the, the bands. Is there is the, the battle fourth. of the bands. That's right. That's this afternoon. BYU will win that, and it will come down to Monday. That's right. It's, It'll be 2-2. It's two, going two. to happen that way. Also, college football bowl season officially begins today. Utah State and Utah both playing their bowl games, the Las Vegas Bowl and the Aggies in the New Mexico Bowl, where BYU was in 2010. Yeah. That's right. We've gone from Albuquerque to Miami in a five-year span. What a five years it's been. <laughs> it's called progress. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Started off with today's Twitter question on this 
championship Saturday. That's right. Women's volleyball today, basketball today against Stanford. What's your bold prediction for BYU sports today? Hashtag BYUSN. At Shaylee Fawcett, today will end with a national championship for at BYU women's volleyball. Hashtag why not us. Doesn't that sound unbelievable? Like BYU can win a, a national, national championship. championship today. The last time BYU won a non-club title, national title, 10 years ago, men's volleyball. Of course, rugby has gone on this streak, but BYU preparing for that. We'll talk to Holly Rowan in about 10 minutes, uh, former KBYU, BYU TV uh, reporter working for ESPN2. She's been sidelining the matches. We'll talk to her from Oklahoma City. By the way, ran into Tom Homo this morning. Flying to Oklahoma City. We'll get there at about 3.30, go see the match, and then I assume he's coming back tomorrow. He's been to Miami a couple of times the last, uh, the last what, few weeks. And that brings, brings us to our stat of the day. That's right. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Thrace, three. After this weekend, Tom Homo will have flown to Miami three times the last two weeks. A three-pointer of travel. A, oh, man, that's tough. That's a great problem. He told me the first time he came to Actually, Miami for the uh, the official introduction, he was here for an hour and a half. He flew. This across, is more Miami-ish music. He flew by the way, across. True. He flew across the country to be here for an hour and a half, and then went back to Provo, and now has gone to Oklahoma City to Miami, back to Oklahoma City. We'll come back to Miami and then fly back to Utah. That's unbelievable. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's that is a dedicated athletic director for sure. And this week changed. I mean, he, he didn't expect necessarily to be in Oklahoma City. Maybe he did, but BYU women's volleyball has certainly changed the week for the positive for a lot of people. It has taken over BYU Sports Nation and now a national championship on the line. I thought it was going to be about men's basketball versus Stanford today. I thought that would be the story. It's turned into women's volleyball again. But it's a Super Saturday. Absolutely. You have both. And they're not at the same time or anything, which is going to be great. 7.30 Eastern, women's volleyball. 11 Eastern, men's hoops. It all lines up perfectly. You started off with BYU Sports Nation, two-hour edition. We'll talk to five different football players as well as Bronco Mendenhall today. Jeremy, you mentioned Holly Rowe, uh, here, mentioned here. Holly Rowe of uh, ESPN, the sideline reporter. It's, this is a great day for BYU athletics. Here's a list of possible guys on the show today. And if we don't get to all of them, we'll post them online or something. <laughs> Bronco Mendenhall, Jamal Williams. Mitch Matthews, Jordan Leslie, Michael Elisa, Lani Fua. Not bad. Yeah, you have, uh, you have plenty to do over the next two hours. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Super Saturday. BYU women's volleyball will compete for a national championship. And what a run they have gone on. The Cougars have won 12 matches in a row. I have that as excellent. The last four have come in the NCAA tournament, all against seeded teams. They beat number 11 Arizona in the second round. Number 6 Florida State in the Sweet 16. And before that, beat Seton Hall in the first. Number 14 Nebraska and number 2 Texas. Now they face the prospect of facing the number 5 overall seed, Penn State, their longtime nemesis which I feel is just, it's, it's happening how it needs to happen. I, I feel like the Stars have a line for this matchup to happen. I know you don't care who they play as long I'm, as the national title. I'm telling you, in a year, no one's going to be like, oh, who? It, wait, will, it, was Penn it State? will matter to the players that lost to Penn State, though. That is my point. It will matter a, a little bit more. It's like, oh, yeah, it was, it's, it's meant to be. Oh, 
But they didn't, they're not playing in the match tonight. Yeah, I get it. BYU seems really loose. This is interesting. I was talking to Tom Homo about this. He said they seem uber confident yet very relaxed, like in a really comfortable yet competitive spot. And we saw that. They came out and played great those first two sets, struggled in the third, honestly struggled in the fourth and hung on and were able to get that win in the fourth. Which showed Texas. me a lot. Yes, because they were losing the handle. They were losing it um, and weren't blocking the same way that kind of fueled all the momentum of the first two sets. But BYU's in a great spot. Listen, if they lose the national championship, it's it's the, still the best season BYU's ever had in women's volleyball. But now that they're in this match, go win it. Go win the national championship. Well, the thought is if you knocked off number two, then you, beat everybody else you can beat anybody theory, else, right? right? Yeah, because Stanford's no longer there. But it doesn't work there. that way as unseated BYU has shown unseated BYU. That has been my favorite phrase all week. Unseated BYU. And in the end, in, in the national years, championship, it won't be about BYU being unseated. It'll just be that they won. You know, it's it's one match. I think that BYU is more than capable of winning this match. Now, I, I wouldn't say BYU is the favorite. Penn State is the favorite. But look who's hot. Look who's got the momentum. And Penn State's got to be scared out of their minds. They're, it's they're it's the dynasty. The underdog. It's the dynasty versus the Cinderella team out of the West Coast Conference. It's a fantastic matchup. And, and you talk about playing loose and the confidence they have right now, and we refer to it as house money. Like, they, they've already exceeded expectations yeah, according the to the experts. Yeah, like they got to the Elite. They won there. They won their Final Four matchup, and it's like, okay, they're in the national championship. They can just lay it all out there. We're going to go win. That's the attitude that we're going to win. It's a lose-lose situation for yeah. Penn State. It really is. Because they're supposed to beat BYU. They're supposed to beat BYU. That's right. So you have to imagine they feel at least an added measure of pressure. Like, oh, this is we du- can't this. is lose Duke this. Butler. Yeah, it is. Except BYU is better than Butler was. Another true statement. It's been a, it's been a wild All ride. All I say is true statements. The Olmstead Tournament stash. The OTS has taken the nation by storm. ESPN recognizing that with a nice article and posting pictures of him on uh, their college uh, sports website. And you and I have talked to him through text and He's he, clearly he didn't think it would it would come to this in, in terms of national exposure. But when you make a run to the national championship and you, you become the national yeah. coach of the year, if you have the stash, people are going to start paying attention. People love personality. People don't enjoy boring people as much, right? When you have personality and it's fun, people enjoy it. But BYU's winning, so that's why they're getting a lot of attention, and they could get a ton of attention tonight if they win. It'll be fun. All eyes on that match, seven thirty Eastern tonight. BYU and Penn State, ESPN2, and you can listen to it right here on BYU Radio. We'll talk with Holly Rowe coming up. They have captured the heart of BYU Sports Nation. We will watch it in Miami Beach tonight. Oh, yeah, by the way, if you're going to the beach, if, we're going to sit and watch yeah. volleyball. It's, yes. It changed our plans. Also, if you're in the Provo area, the Smith Fieldhouse, uh, there is a watch party there. You That's can right. go and join a bunch of crazy BYU fans at the home of the BYU women's volleyball team and watch on the big screen projections, or not the projection, the, just the big screen monitor there. So get to, get to a TV is our point. That is just the first half of this Super Saturday. The second half deals with men's basketball and Stanford. And this game, Jerem, has all of a sudden become like this critical matchup for BYU. You'd say, well, Stanford's not as good as they have been before, but how things have gone for BYU have now led up to this point where it's like, Oh, man, BYU really needs to win this game at home. BYU has zero notable tournament resume wins right now. No top 50 you, t- you wins in the RPI. You can't put Utah State and Long Beach in that conversation. I know Eastern Kentucky, 
Smashed Miami, who's ranked 18th yesterday, by 28 or something, which is nice. But look, you have to beat Stanford, you have to beat UMass, and then you have to beat St. Mary's and hope that you get Gonzaga once. And that's in one week, by the way. But it all hinges, literally, on Tyler Hawes' ankle Yes, when you play critical games, you want to be at full strength. BYU's not. And BYU at full strength is with Tyler Hawes. They don't have Nate Austin, like you just said. And Tyler Hawes is, man, questionable at best. I mean, the official word we got from Kyle Chilton was that he, they will make a decision today at shoot-around. And Dave Rose had this to say after he watched Tyler Haas work out last night. You know, the ankle is still pretty sore. A lot of the swelling is, is out, and so, uh, which, which allows him to tape it pretty good. And, um, you know, he, he moved around a little bit today in practice, did a little bit, you know, actually did more than I thought he would. And, so we'll just see how he responds to that and see what happens tomorrow. Listen to the tone of voice there. I think it's kind of conservative, like, yeah, I'm not sure. That's just me reading into that. Yeah. I, it, Tyler is a tough kid, you know, and so you wonder, like, is it going to be more beneficial to have Tyler toughing it out or for him to try and get more healthy and get ready for conference play? I don't That's a delicate balance. Like that's a, that's tough. a tough call to make. And if it's going to affect you the rest of the year, don't play. Yeah. Just don't play. But you need to win still. Yeah. You have to win this game. I think the BYU's tournament resume, I don't want, it's so early, and I don't want to say hinges on. What other non-conference wins will BYU have an opportunity to get? It's Stanford and UMass. That's it. And then Gonzaga, maybe St. Mary's is a good win. I don't know. It's going to be hard to beat the Zags. You have to beat Stanford tonight with or without Tyler Haas. Yeah, oh, by the way, Tyler Haas still chasing the Jimmer. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is Chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. 394 points away, Tyler Hawes from becoming the all-time leading scorer in BYU basketball. He's close. I mean, he's, he's doing what he needs to. You hope he doesn't have to miss too many games because then it gets really close to the wire, but... You know, I'd rather have a healthy Tyler Haas help BYU win some notable games and get to the NCAA tournament than... No, notable is the phrase there. What yeah. notable games are left beside, after UMass? Two with Gonzaga, maybe well, it's, St. It's, Mary's. It, That's it. And you, maybe hope, St. you hope Stanford becomes a notable win. Right now, they're 66 in the RPI, so you're hoping that their conference schedule will boost them up into the top 50, depending on what they do and what the conference does. UMass is 53. Oh, it, that'll... If Gonzaga's 66 now, that'll plummet. UMass has, there are, there are four teams in the Atlantic 10 in the top 50. That's as many as the Pac-12. So anyway, BYU basketball, part of a huge Super Saturday. And we are asking you, BYU Sports Nation, what is your bold prediction for BYU Sports today? At COT underscore BYU football says volleyball championship in three sets. That's bold. That's wow. the boldest. Two of those three sets by margin of 10. BYU beat Stanford Whoa. by 20. Whoa. <coughs> That's crazy bold. Took my breath away, literally. <laughs> wow, that That's is nuts. crazy bold. <laughs> Up next, Holly Rowe, Silence Knights National Championship match. Her insider's edge on BYU and Penn State next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel in Miami Beach. 
Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Tonight, the women's volleyball team plays for the NCAA National Championship against Penn State. Watch it at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2 and or listen to it on BYU Radio. It is a championship super Saturday for BYU. Obviously, volleyball against Penn State. Men's basketball hosting Stanford tonight in a late tip-off, 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain on ESPNU. What is your bold prediction for BYU sports today? Use the hashtag BYUSN to weigh in. Joining us now live from Oklahoma City, the lady who is killing it on the sidelines for ESPN. She will report tonight for Penn State and BYU, Holly Rowe of ESPN. Holly, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you for having me. Fun to talk to you guys. It's been a while. It's good to reunite uh, with, with someone who, who is, knows the inner workings of BYU broadcasting and has uh, worked with a number of people here. And, and now here you are watching BYU compete for a national championship as kind of the Cinderella run through the NCAA tournament. What's the reaction from everyone in Oklahoma City and at ESPN about BYU's run to the final? Well, it is so thrilling. They are doing something that no other team in history has ever done. An unseeded team has never played in the national championship. And here BYU is knocking on the door. And to get here, it's been a very difficult road. They've had to beat four seeded teams on their way here. And so what they're accomplishing right now is almost unheard of in the volleyball world. It seems like BYU's got a very relaxed yet competitive vibe to them to where they know, you know what, we've gone farther than maybe we even expected. Maybe not. But what's the vibe you get from BYU? Well, they're having a nice balance of having a lot of fun. So yesterday after practice, they spent about 20 minutes taking photos that were hilarious. Like they were up in the stands posing, you know, laying on the floor, at the net, doing all this really funny stuff. And then at the end of that, Coach pulled everybody in together and Olmstead said, Hey, listen, okay, we're in pre-match mode now, so tell your friends and family we're not going to be visiting tonight, we're not going to be chatting, we're going to lock it down, go to team dinner, watch film, and really try to have already had the fun and now really get into a championship mindset. So they almost had to get the giggles out. That's tough to do when you're staring at your coach's uh, tournament stash, which has <laughs> taken on a life of its own, right? Oh, my gosh, it has. It's been so funny. The funniest thing was, you know, those of us who know about the BYU Honor Code were like, hey, wait a minute, you can't have this mustache. Um, but <laughs> it, 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 he actually got an email from the president of BYU that kind of was like, all right, I like it. It's going well. So I think he's got the blessing of those above. And the girls love it. It's kind of taken on a life of its own, and it's just one little fun element. But I hope it doesn't overshadow his coaching because he was named the National Coach of the Year. Think about that. And just his fourth season, you know, a young guy that won some national championships as a player, and now he's doing it as a coach. It's just remarkable. Yeah, Chomson's fantastic. He's one of the uh, funnest guys to talk to on campus for sure. Lots of compelling storylines, Holly, around this match. What's the most compelling storyline to you? Well, I really think this setting matchup is fascinating. So on Penn State's side, they have the national player of the year, a senior setter in Micah, Hancock, and she's playing at home in Oklahoma. She's from 20 minutes away. On the other side of the net for BYU, you have a basketball player who's a freshman who's starting her third match of the season, and it's the national championship in Alohi Robbins party. So Alohi is a freshman for BYU. They have put her into a starting role just in the last three matches. And just try to imagine a freshman on this stage and come to believe 
she's a basketball, she's on a basketball scholarship and has been playing for the Cougars on the hardwood this season as well. So it's just a really two very different paths to get to this national championship match for these two setters. Now we talked to Alohi yesterday and she seems remarkably composed for having now started in the Elite Eight, which was a win, and the Final Four, which was an impressive win over number two seed Texas, and now she gets to compete in the national championship. So we asked her, do you feel nerves? And she said, no, not really. So uh, I guess I need to get some of whatever she's been eating and drinking because uh, <laughs> I'd like to calm, calm down like her. Well, you know, it's funny. I've covered some events where they had a lot of freshmen. I would think back to when Maryland won the women's national championship in basketball with four freshmen. And at that time, they just didn't know any better. I don't think they have really comprehended or wrapped their mind around what a big stage this is and what a big moment this is. And so that's kind of cool, is if you don't know any better, you don't know to be nervous. And that same group of freshmen from Maryland, they never got back to the final four because the weight of the expectation and the weight of the performance in that moment kind of caught up to them. So I think it's fascinating psychology of, you know, sometimes you just don't know as a freshman how big this moment is, and that's okay. As someone who covers other women's sports, like you mentioned, around the NCAA, where does Jennifer Hampson fit in terms of the elite athletes nationally? Well, it's funny. Um, because I have that BYU background, we were having this debate on is she the best female athlete to ever come out of BYU. And, you know, yeah. the national folks, I had to say, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Donna Robach was pretty good for women's soccer, played with the U.S. national yep. team, and then won a similar medal in bobsled and also competed at the NCAA in the heptathlon. And so I brought up her name, and then Tiffany Lott used to be a fantastic athlete for BYU and a 55-meter hurdle national champion. So, uh, but, but Jen might go down in history as maybe the best. She certainly accomplished very much getting to the Sweet 16 with basketball last March. And just, you know, six months later or so, here she is in the championship. It's tough to argue against Jen Hampson and what she's done because of those deep NCAA tournament runs. Went to the Sweet 16 the year before she took basketball to the Sweet 16. So she's gone Sweet 16 volleyball, Sweet 16 basketball, and now national championship volleyball, which is uh, something to note for sure. Holly Rowe joining us from Oklahoma City. She will sideline the national championship volleyball match between BYU and Penn State tonight live on ESPN2. What's the vibe like in Oklahoma City surrounding the volleyball Final Four? It's been very exciting because they also have the national coaching convention going on. So there are hundreds, if not thousands, of volleyball coaches walking around, talking to sport, having meetings. They had the All-American presentation yesterday. I actually got to meet and interview uh, Carrie Walsh Jennings, who's the famous beach volleyball player with three Olympic gold medals. Yeah. So just this buzz, there's all this excitement. So many of the national team players are here you know, really as ambassadors for the sport of volleyball. So I would say it's a big buzz. It's very exciting. What kind of uh, fan reception has BYU or did BYU have Thursday and that you've seen around town? Well, there's a Cinderella story, and everybody kind of embraces that underdog role. And whether it's right or not, you know, Penn State has won it so much. Sometimes get, people get tired of the teams who win it a lot, like UConn or Tennessee back in the day or Alabama football comes to mind. You know, sometimes people get fatigued with those teams being in it year after year. But I, I hope people don't overlook that Penn State is one of the great dynasties in women's volleyball. Russ Rose, I think, will go down maybe best coach in history of women's volleyball. And they're going for their seventh national championship. So, you know, certainly fans appreciate and admire what Penn State has done. But I think we all love a good underdog. Uh, at least that's 
shown throughout history that people like to see if you can overcome, and that's what BYU has done so far. Talking with Holly Rowe of ESPN. Holly, how does BYU match up with Penn State tonight? I know you mentioned the setter matchup, but uh, across the board, how do the Cougars match up against the Nittany Lions? Well, it's, it's fascinating. I feel like Penn State has a little bit more balance in their offense. They have a few more attackers. BYU primarily relies on two attackers in Jennifer Hampson and Alexa Gray. So Penn State um, has maybe a little bit more balance. They have Micah Hancock, their setter, is also the best server you've probably ever seen. It's the left-handed jump serve that has the funkiest spin ever. And so BYU has got to really handle the serve of Penn State. That's going to be a big challenge. I think BYU's block is there and will be there, but there's some other little facets like service attack game and um, just how smart Mike Hancock is as a setter. What's your schedule like been today as you uh, watch, I think, both teams serve and pass and prepare for the match tonight? Well, we got up early and had a big production meeting with all of the uh, the announcers play-by-play as Beth Mowens, who does all of the women's national championships and is terrific. And then Karch Karai is the analyst. And it's been really fun to be around him. He's, of course, one of the more famous men's volleyball players in history. And now he is the coach of the USA national team for women. And so it's been fascinating to hear him teach and explain to us what will be important in the match tonight. And um, so then we go over the graphics and all the statistics. What are the key storylines that we want to get in tonight? And then we come over here to practice. So it's fun. BYU's out on the court right now. Holly, I don't know how much of a holiday break you're going to get after the national championship uh, volleyball match because you work so very hard with ESPN to sideline report for college football. What's your bowl schedule like uh, after Christmas moving forward with uh, this college football playoff system? Well, it's kind of fun because it's been freezing here in Oklahoma City, and I just got my check-in notice that I can now check in for my flight to Hawaii. So I'm doing the Hawaii. Okay. Oh, yeah. The so I'll go straight from here to Hawaii, and that's between Rice and Fresno State. And then I will go uh, to Utah for two days, see my family, and then go straight to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl between Ohio State and Alabama, which I'm looking forward to. I feel like that is going to be an epic game in this first playoff year. And then I will do the national championship game for ESPN Radio as a sideline reporter. So I'm just excited that I get to be in this playoff and participate I've been begging for a playoff for many years, and I'm just so excited to see it finally come to fruition. Well, that sounds great to me. That's going to be fantastic, and it all starts tonight. You can watch Holly at uh, 7.30 Eastern time in Oklahoma City on ESPN2. Holly, great to catch up. Great stuff. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I miss you at BYU, and I love I love covering the Cougars in the early days of my career. This is a real honor. Holly Rowe of ESPN. Great to talk to you, Holly. Thanks, guys. All right. Good stuff. She's Very, one of the best in the biz, by the way. She is Her, so prepared. She's fantastic. She does so much preparation. She hosted True Blue the first two years, by the way. How, how it, was about fun, that? it was fun to work with Holly on that. Up next on BYU Sports Station, we start our BYU football all-access coverage on this Super Saturday. The bowl game just two days away. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel, BYU Sports Nation on a championship Super Saturday with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes, or as always, you can subscribe 
to the Real Simple Syndication, or RSS feed, on BYUsportsNation.com. I don't even know how to do that. The iTunes part, I know. Uh, yeah, and that's what I've done as well. <laughs> to each their own. A reminder, Monday, big day for BYU TV Sports. We will be live at noon Eastern from Marlins Park in preparation for the Miami Beach Bowl, the inaugural Miami Beach Bowl. There's no such thing as the first annual, remember? The first It's not annual, annual until you do it again. And then Canada kickoff is no, that's an actual everybody. Else I know system. it's right. And then at 1 p.m. Eastern time, countdown to kickoff live from Provo and Marlins Park. The games on ESPN, post game on BYU TV. The, we have a rebroadcast, by the way. I know I've been asked that a couple times on Twitter. 11:30 Eastern time, Monday night, the Miami Beach Bowl will be rebroadcast on BYU TV. Huge Foot, Monday. Football on Monday. Monday afternoon football on ESPN. Monday, yeah, exactly. Yeah, go, go figure. The pregame to the Monday night football. But first, Super Saturday. BYU women's volleyball in the national championship match tonight against the Penn State Nittany Lions. Penn State going for, I believe, national title number seven. BYU in their first ever championship game. The Nittany Lions feature the national player of the year, Micah Hancock. And as Holly Rowe of ESPN just told us a few moments ago, she has a wicked serve jump serve with the left hand and the one thing that BYU has struggled with in the games they've lost this year is serve receive so that is something to watch tonight they have gotten better as the season has progressed but they have had their trouble with aggressive serving watch for that tonight ESPN 2 730 Eastern 530 Mountain Time uh, will start there in Oklahoma City BYU basketball against Stanford. You and I discussed why this is a really important game for the Cougars tonight. A late tip-off, 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain on ESPNU. Beating Stanford, you hope that it will turn into a good RPI win, but more importantly, you hope that BYU will have their top gun playing tonight. Yeah, Tyler Haas sprained his ankle one week ago against Weber State. Uh, Dave Rose said yesterday, I know how he feels right now. He wants to play. I've been in that situation. He's very anxious. Uh, but he's got to listen to his body. We need Ty tomorrow, but more importantly, we need him rest of the season. He's just got to be smart. He practiced yesterday. He's at shoot-around today. They're going to make a decision as to whether to play him or not. Biggest game of the year for BYU by far. The Cougs at large hopes ride heavily on this game, certainly on the next three games, because they're without a top 50 RPI win. I mean, their best win thus far is against Long Beach State right now are 60. And that won't hold water at the end of the year. Because you need Stanford and UMass. Yes, absolutely. At, at least. If BYU beats Stanford and UMass and then can can rip through conference play, even if they don't beat Gonzaga and get to the title game, they got a shot. But you have to win tonight and Tuesday. A quick shout-out to Spencer Hadley as well, who was just activated to the 53-man roster for the Oakland Raiders. He will now awesome. play as a linebacker, and I believe we're number 50. He was playing uh, tight end in pre- with practice squad, and but he's back to defense. He told me on Twitter. We spoke with another guy who has aspirations to play at the next level. After his one year at BYU, he has become a fan favorite wide receiver. Jordan Leslie joining us as part of BYU Football All Access from the Miami Lowe's Beach Hotel. Jordan Leslie, live in South Beach on BYU Sports Nation. You actually get to play in this bowl game. This will be the first time you step on a field as a member of a bowl team. How does it feel to be in Miami Beach with BYU? It's great. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we've only been here for a day, and you can already see how much fun we're going to have. Uh, you know, hotels right on the beach. Very nice. I was about to come over from the beach and just shirt off and everything, but <laughs> like, let me let me be modest and put a shirt on. Uh, you you were a red shirt, right, in the New Mexico Bowl in 2010 yes, against BYU. Yes, sir. On the opposite. That's kind of a fun story. What was yeah, that it's like? Actually, it's actually really weird. You know, when I decided I wanted to come up here, that's when me and Coach Holiday talked about how it was weird coming in my first season of my last 
or last game of my redshirt season, we played BYU and I ended up transferring here. In a bowl game, but you couldn't actually play in the game. Now you play for BYU. I'm glad that you're actually on because you've been very, I don't know, desperate, you know, with the photo bombs and post-game and whatnot. A little jealous of Michael Elisa's time. We're happy to have you on the show. It's not like that. I just said Mike's on here all the time. I, just, I, I see who your favorite is. I see how it is. It's Mike's your favorite. It, it, you're all like our kids. We are all older than well, you. Right, right we now like now all you of have you. an argument against Michael Elisa. I'm, I'm trying to think of how many times you've been on the show, and it's it's like you're four. competing. Listen, close. listen. In terms of just sheer numbers, you're number two in terms of appearances for sure. Yeah, Mike's like way above me though. <laughs> but you're not a number two kind of guy. You're I, a I understand he picks me as a Y factor, so. I know he would want me on the on the show, so you get, obviously it's your problem. You don't, <laughs> you don't want me. You've become the serial photo bomber at BYU, though. That's your, yeah. that's your thing, though, yeah. I've yeah. Had, I like to just have fun. I like to, you know, interact with people and kind of mess them up. And just <laughs> <laughs> see if I can get them to stumble on their words a little. It's working. Um, Spencer uh, has picked you for the Y Factor and won several times. In fact, he's in the lead right now. And if I'm mistaken, not mistaken, you were the first pick going into the bowl game. What so is who, it? who picked me up? I can't tell you that. we got to oh, reveal that on Monday. Oh, Only on because Monday. I was show. winning the most. I didn't get the first pick, but you know. Oh, okay, you so know what? I would have gone with the old reliable. So, like, how, how big is your lead? Because I'm, I'm it, probably going to win the wife. It's by factor. one. Oh. Oh, oh, we end up, it's more about these guys than you. But we can look. You probably won the season Y factor. Like, you were picked the most. Listen, if you win the Y factor, I, I don't care what happens to me. Because if you win the Y factor, then BYU probably wins the game. And I'm totally okay with that. I actually... You know, every time we've got a touchdown, I've won the game. Exactly. we won the game. My point exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't know about those Interesting. <laughs> Have you told that to Christian a timer 8,000? I need to go tell him right now. I'm going to run and go tell him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jordan Leslie with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about the specific matchup with the Memphis Tigers. They're 9-3. and three. They're a team that's up and coming. They have a great coach who just got a contract renewed because of what he's done. Six-game turnaround. From film, what have you seen about Memphis and what kind of challenges will they present to BYU on the baseball field on Monday? <laughs> well, you know, I've only really looked at their defense, but, you know, the defense is top 25 in every category. I mean, they're a great defense, uh, good against the run, you know, even even good against the pass. So, you know, it's going to be a challenge for us, but I feel like we can come out there, especially with the weapons we have, and be successful. Um, you know, just kind of get open. Stu keeps making plays, keeps improving every game like he has. It's going to be a big game for us. Do you feel like you can just – copy the Cal game and kind of do that in the <laughs> Memphis game? Because that was a, the peak moment in terms of passing the ball this season. Yeah, I mean, I mean of course, that would be beneficial you for know, you. to come out there for me and for Stu and, you know, for the team. And, uh, you know, it's, they play kind of like our own defense, so it's been good to go against them every, every, every day and kind of go against them in scaling, kind of work on pass concepts. And, you know, uh, we were able to be successful yesterday when we practiced, so it, it was good to see that and, you know, just keep, keep getting better. How much of an advantage is it really – playing against your BYU 3-4 defense, knowing that Memphis runs a very similar scheme? It's very, it's very uh, beneficial. Like I said, you know, we go against them every day. You know, we're battling, so we know what to expect. And uh, I guess I heard, you know, they came and, you know, worked with our coaches and kind of, you know, instilled their own defense. And so that's great for us. Our coaches can kind of help our offensive coaches and let, them, let us know what concepts to run. Do you think the BYU? Do you think Bronco was like? I told him a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> like I just didn't even tell him real stuff. Like, I told him to just blitz everybody every yeah. play. <laughs> I told him we play a, a four-five-two or something crazy. Yeah, it'd be nuts. Okay, is there? Is this a different season since there's such a wide gap from the Cal game to now, or is there continuity from that last game? Uh, you know, I I think it's. Of course, you know, yeah, it's a bowl game, so you have a longer time to practice for a certain opponent. So you kind of just focus only on this game, and it's, this is basically your season right here, and. Um, 
but it, you know, we still can build off of Cal again. We see, we've watched film, saw what we did well and what we didn't do well. You know, it wasn't much at offense. We didn't do too well, but we could still score more points and still get more yards. And so you kind of take that in and kind of bring it into these next, or these last two weeks where we've been preparing for Memphis. We've referenced a few times the fact that uh, you came up to me in Boise after the game. was like, hey, when am I going to come on the show? After a four-game losing streak. I'm tired streak, of photobombing. I want to actually be on <laughs> it. After you got throttled, and Christian Stewart has told us that that was like the turning point game. Like it was a good thing that it happened because it was a wake-up call. You win four straight. You came on the show when BYU was 4-4 four and four and said, we have an opportunity to win nine games. Well, here we are in Miami, an opportunity to win nine games. What would it really mean, not only to you, but to your team, to get to that number nine win? First of all, I mean, we're 8-0. If we erase October from, from Perfect the September, perfect November. Yeah, perfect September. Is that how it works? Wait I mean, <laughs> my birthday's in October. But, you know, I'm willing to give that up for, <laughs> for the okay. team. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it just shows, you know, the passion that we had to keep going. And, you know, this win would be great. Then 9-4, and four, you know, we faced a lot of injuries. Uh, a lot of things didn't go our way. And to bounce back and win, if we win a bowl game, it would be five straight. I mean, that's an accomplishment for any team, and, you know, we'll be more than happy for that. This is not the worst place to be in a bowl game across the country. Obviously, you'd like to be in a New Year's Six or something, but if you can't be, this is about as good as it gets, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, only place I can think maybe, maybe can compare with it is Hawaii. I mean, this is, this is amazing. It's beautiful. Weather is perfect. It's kind of the weather I'm used to, you know, a little humidity. Definitely from not Houston. any cold, yeah, yeah, just from Houston. So it's been great. Jordan Leslie with us on BYU Sports Nation, previewing BYU and Memphis on Monday. In terms of the activity list, uh, how familiar are you with what's going to happen over the next few days before you actually go on the football field and do what you came here to do? Well, today uh, we have a barbecue with uh, Memphis. So we'll be on the beach. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, maybe have a little activities with them. Uh, tomorrow we head to the Miami Heat game. I think they're playing the Washington Wizards. And then uh, after that, it's kind of just relax, be with the team, just can interact. I mean, this is the last time this team is going to be together as a whole. And, then, you know, that's kind of sad to say, you know, we started, it feels like it just flown by. And we started, what, three months ago as a unit, and we were just ready to go. And now it's already towards the end. We've heard the hospitality rooms are awesome. Have you seen the one? Yeah, well, no, it's, it's real nice. Describe of, it to us. What's there's a lot of, lot of game systems. There's ping pong <laughs> tables. There's little bag game. I don't know what that bag game is called. Cornhole? Into, cornhole. There yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah. Okay. There. Nice, Jerem. South or something? <laughs> yeah. West Jordan, uh, Utah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I love making you crack. It's the best. I'm, but, in, I'm uh, in press coverage on you right now. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, just a whole bunch of gaming systems. So there's a lot of competition going in there. So we're all getting ready for it. And trust me, there's a lot of arguments breaking out. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> who's, who's the loudest person in there? The loudest person in there. <sighs> There's too many to name on this. We have we have a lot of people that like to talk on the team. Yeah, I mean, you probably can see it on the field. They're kind of the same way, and that's kind of great to have on a team because you know they're going to get your you know your blood going, blood boiling, and ready to go. Like who? Name two. Uh, name two guys. Rob. Rob can. Rob can talk a lot. Rob Daniels, Rob, Rob Daniels can talk a that lot. That doesn't surprise me at all. I'm talking to you, Brian Logan, quarterback <laughs> nation. Okay. Who else? <laughs> and then, um, you know, Christian, Christian Stewart, my be one of the most competitive people on our team. He gets so mad. I was at his house. We were playing a catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And it, I guess the buzzer went off on him to lose the game. He slammed it on the ground and, like, stormed <laughs> off. <laughs> and we're with his family and everything. I'm not messing around, dude. Activity? Oh, the, yeah, yeah, it was Thanksgiving yeah. activity. So it was, that was pretty funny. That's funny. That gets intense. Over Christmas, I, I have felt the I same way. I don't know if I would slam it down. but Mitch, Mitch is pretty bad, too. Mitch will talk a lot. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, listen, whatever gets the competitive juices flowing and will get you on the field ready to go on Monday, I am all for. Maybe the Y factor of the season, right? Yep. Like cer- yeah. Certainly I, I, yeah, a big-time nominee. Yep. Jordan, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. You always want to hear your receiver talk about his quarterback having that competitive edge. Jordan Leslie almost said, that's my quarterback. Yeah, that's my quarterback. You know, Terrell <laughs> Owens style. Yeah. I love it. I love that Christian's feisty like that. Yes. And don't, I, don't you want a guy that wants to win everything? Yes. And at the beginning of the season, this group of receivers was supposed to be the bomb squad. Jordan Leslie decided he'd be part of the photo bomb squad. That's what it, it turned into. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, snap, Jerem. There you go. Okay, so he's on the photo bomb squad. He was he was part of the actual bomb squad against California. Like That was the bomb squad, right? That was, yeah. Against Berkeley. Yeah, yeah. Getting their eighth win on the road. BYU going for win number nine against Memphis on Monday in the Miami Beach Bowl. Up next, Mitch Matthews, the other side of the BYU bomb squad. He will join us on BYU Sports Nation. We'll also talk to Bronco Mendenhall in about a half an hour and Jamal Williams for the first time since his injury. This is a loaded Super Saturday basketball, volleyball, football show. Fosalani Fua, Michael Lisa. We'll throw them on the web if we don't get one. We, we got a lot going on. It's great. We're going to try and fit it all in. This is BYU Sports Nation broadcasting live from Miami Beach on BYU Radio and BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is a championship Super Saturday two-hour edition here from the Miami Beach, or I should say Lowe's Hotel at Miami Beach. Fantastic. Spencer Linton and Jerem awesome. Jordan here. Yeah, it's uh, it's already Saturday. It's already Saturday. Paradise. <laughs> Tonight in the Marriott Center in Provo, Utah, BYU will play Stanford. Huge men's basketball game for the Cougars. Watch it at 11 Eastern, 9 local time, a late tip tonight. It's all laid out perfectly so you can enjoy everything. This, this is a huge day for sports. If you so choose to watch some college yes. football earlier in the day, then you can watch the national championship volleyball match. Bowl games start today. Great. And BYU basketball against Stanford. And that's on ESPNU and BYU Radio, 11 Eastern tonight. What is your bold prediction for BYU sports today? Use the hashtag BYUSN. I've got to think of mine. I don't know. Yeah. yeah we'll Win get the to national championships, bold enough to me. At Whitney Miller 99 says BYU volleyball wins a national championship. That's bold enough, beating a, the five seed? Yeah. You're unseated. Let's beat another one, you know? I mean, why not? You beat number Stanford two, beat number five. Beating Stanford without Tyler Hawes and Nate Austin, to me, is bold as well. If BYU went 2-0 today, that's bold. Our our last, our next guest, I should say, dunked in the arena that King James, LeBron James, dunked in and won two NBA Finals championships, Mitch Matthews. He joins us as part of the BYU Football Bomb Squad, and all access from Miami Beach continues with the BYU Football Cougars. Here with Mitch Matthews in Miami. Mitch, we've had an opportunity to talk to uh, a number of players here, but we want to get your opinion on what you think about the Miami Beach Bowl, not as a missionary because you were a missionary right, here in Florida. Right. Now, you're just a, now you're just a football player enjoying the weather. How is it? It is honestly unbelievable. I've been, I've been uh, grateful for my opportunities to go to amazing bowl games, Las Vegas, San Diego, San Francisco, and out here. Um, my biggest worry about being here is getting a sunburn. I haven't had to worry about that in a long time. So, I mean, I'm not complaining. Practice was hot. Everyone was loose. It was fun. We love it. It's a lot of fun. Is this a, sort of a different season because there's that big gap post-Cal, or can you carry over some stuff to this bowl game? You mean like 
talking strictly football. It's kind of the separation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The three weeks keeping the continuity yeah. of the season. I think a lot. I think what it does is it gives people. We got a week off to just rest our legs, and then I think people are hungry to come back and start playing again. I really think that's how. At least that's how it was for me. Um, you take a week off, and then you come back and you're competing. I, I that first practice we had back. I haven't seen that many fights. DBs, receivers, running backs, linebackers, and wow, everyone's just hungry to get back. And that practice was intense, and th- these practices have been really, really successful because of how bad we want to get out there and play again. Christian Stewart said the offense dominated the defense in the first practice in Miami. <laughs> uh, do you concur with that statement? <laughs> we did. We, st- we came out really hot. I have to say we came out really hot. We rotated a lot of guys, a receiver, and we stayed fresh. And uh, Christian was just throwing all over the place today. So got to give credit to him. But, yeah, we came out hot. We came out flying around. One of the storylines of this game is you served your part of your mission here. Tell right. us, you were in Orlando and Miami, right. how was it? So two different missions. I got transferred down here with just a mission boundary change, and it was unbelievable. I'm so excited to be back. I get I got to came back, come back here two different times, first to UCF and then now to here, and it's awesome. It's so much fun. I have like 27 people coming to the wow. game that I know and just a lot of fun, and I'm excited to be able to, instead of a spiritual battle, more of a physical battle now to coming back to the mission. How do you match up against the defensive secondary for Memphis as a BYU wide receiver core? They're actually a lot like UCF. They're very physical. They tackle well. They'll come up and hit you. They'll press. They have um, a lot of schemes with press coverage, and uh, they play hard. But luckily for us, they have the same defense as our defense, and so we, we go up against it every single day in practice, and we're used to it, and uh, it won't be anything surprising or new, but they're, they're physical, and, so I, and that's the type of DBs we have on our team. So. It'll be a good matchup, and it'll be nothing we haven't seen before. In talking to Christian Stewart uh, in the past, he mentioned Boise State was one of the best things that ever happened to this team. It woke BYU up. Do you feel the same way? I I do, I do. I feel like a lot of those games we lost were in overtime, a couple points. Um, Some people were blaming injuries and things like that, but I think that was a game where it really woke us up. There was no more complaining. It was just us. Uh, Everyone jumped off the bandwagon, and it was really just us, and uh, as a team, and I'm really, we, in a way, you're grateful for that game to, to get kicked in the mouth a little bit and put you back into shape. But we are we're grateful for that game that it happened. We've we've played some of our best football since. Is there still room on the bandwagon? There's a lot of room. There's a lot of room <laughs> left. A lot of room on the bandwagon. <laughs> come back on. You can come back on. Everybody wants to get to nine, right? And that and that's been the number, like nine wins. Jordan Leslie addressed it with us after the Boise State game, where he said, "Hey, we've got an opportunity to win nine games." And you know, there's some people out there that were like, "Come on, you know, you've lost four and." But here you are. You won four in a yeah, row, exactly. have a chance to win five in a row exactly. at the bowl game. For you as, uh, as a junior who have another year coming back, how important is it for you to send the seniors off uh, getting to nine wins? Really important. And some of those guys are my best friends and some of the guys that I've played with for a long time here, and you want nothing but the best for them. Everyone on the team understands that you know four wins, four losses, then four wins is crazy. But it's one of those things for, like, like me, a junior, and the sophomores, coming back is going to be one of those things where – we realized how close we were to winning all four of those games and uh, how we really can next year and how it totally po- is possible when we win this game and prove that um, we had a hiccup, we had a bad month, and that we're a different team now. How's the bowl swag? Like the gifts and stuff or everything? Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, we got good gear, the best hotel, best stuff. I mean, and it's been awesome. David Nixon's talked about, like, I need to know, you know, if I can re-gift this or take it back for money. Are you, are you <laughs> a keeper, a re-gifter? A um, I'm a, yeah, I'm a re-gifter and then give to my dad and brother for Christmas type guy. <laughs> That's what I am. It takes awesome. care of that, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Keeps more money in your pocket. They give the, you get the ball game money, you keep that, and then you give the gifts that you've 
received to somehow. I mean, is that Indian giving? Is that what that's called? Or something hey, whatever. Like that? Something like that. You call it whatever you want. Give it, the give thing it away. Is you yeah. keep more money in your pocket. And then, and then make people happy. Yes. I just exactly. heard giving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch, great to have you with us. Good luck on Monday. Thank you. Thank you. The Bomb Squad duo has spoken, Jordan Leslie, and now you just heard Mitch Matthews. The photo Bomb Squad. Yeah, the, <laughs> at least one of them, right? <laughs> Jordan loves it. You know, you know hair, he man. loves it, yes. He's been, he's been the hair guy, and Jordan's been the photo bomb guy. Great personalities. We're halfway, just about halfway through this two-hour championship edition of BYU Sports Station. We'll talk to Bronco Mendenhall live coming up in just a few minutes. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Miami Beach. It's Championship Saturday, two-hour edition of BYUSN with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision. BYU women's volleyball team and the NCAA National Championship tonight. You can't say it enough. It's just been a remarkable run by the ladies in Oklahoma City now competing against Penn State for the numero uno position. I wasn't super nervous Thursday. I thought, you know, if they, if they win, that's going to be great. They've overachieved. But then they but then they won it, so now it's like, oh, my goodness. And convincingly. You're in the national championship. Let's do it. I've seen a couple people with Penn State shirts around here, by the way. You have an issue with them, as do I all of us. I haven't brought it up. It's women's volleyball. I'm not going to make a deal out of it. I had one guy trolling me on Twitter said, Penn State's going to destroy BYU. I couldn't help myself. I responded just like Nebraska destroyed BYU, who Penn State lost to. I, I, I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have pressed I tend not to fight with people on Twitter about women's I volleyball. I shouldn't have pressed Hey, <laughs> by the way, we have a new <laughs> nickname that we were given. We'll talk about that in just a moment uh, from one of our listeners That's that we met tease. in the Salt Lake City Airport. We'll tell you about that. It's pretty funny. That, well, shout out to Sally. Well, yeah, we'll get to that in just you a moment. You are BYU's Ryan Seacrest. It's official. Why am I BYU's Ryan Seacrest? Because <laughs> that was a good tease. Oh, thank you very After much. After the break. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out next. Like, just tell me now. Yes, Bronco Mendenhall will join us also coming up shortly. And up next, our football all-access continues with one of our good buddies, senior linebacker Michael Alisa. You will not believe what he showed up wearing. How about that for another tease, Jerem? You are the secret, man. Secret out. For now. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast nationally on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel, located in the heart of South Beach, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hour number two of our Super Saturday. Shout out to Ben Bagley, the voice of BYU Sports Nation. He sounded good announcing the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel, didn't he? Yeah, it's, it's fun. Hey, thanks for showing us up, Ben. Okay. BYU Sports Nation, always presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We are live in South Beach, in the heart of South Beach, as Ben just said. Soaking in the atmosphere. Follow the show it's on wonderful. Twitter, at BYU Sports Nation. Can BYU get back into this bowl game? It's going to be fantastic. It, it is fantastic. We've had a great time. What's your bold prediction for BYU Sports today? That's our Twitter question way in using the hashtag BYUSN, at CrazyCookFanatic. Win the tourney stash wins national uh, good luck charm championship. Win uh, ba- volleyball wins basketball wins. Fisher hits eight threes. That's, Chase Fisher might bold. need to hit eight three pointers tonight. Uh, if it just depends on how that's much Tyler Haas way can too go. Much. I know, but somewhat it's who's going to be the primary scorer if Tyler Haas is not playing. Is my point. It's, it's going to have to be Kyle probably Collins a combination. Worth, Kyle Collinsworth is going to feel an added measure of. Uh, 
need in this game. Anson Winder is going to start, I imagine, for Tyler Haas. Uh, Chase Fisher hopefully has a good game. He has one of his on games. Uh, bench production. Isaac Nielsen had a good game against Weaver yeah. State. You need a good team game, especially if Austin, and if Haas doesn't play. We still don't know if Haas is going to play. They will announce that after shoot-around today. Well, it might not be announced until game time. Until game time, but they're they're planning on figuring it out after yeah. shoot-around. So basketball, just one little part of this Super Saturday. BYU football just wrapped up their final practice earlier today in preparation for Monday's Miami Beach Bowl. Women's volleyball in the national championship, and Spencer Hadley at Deuce Had on Twitter, is signed to the 53 by the Oakland Raiders. He will suit up for the silver and black, wearing number 50 as a linebacker on Sunday. The autumn wind is a Raider, pillaging just for fun. <laughs> yeah. How cool is that, though? <laughs> That's I mean, great. He, he's worked hard. He's worked his way Daniel up. Daniel Sorensen, same thing. Practice squad guy, undrafted, now on the 53. That's, the dudes from that 2012 BYU defense, they're in the league, man. KVN, Ziggy. Four guys on defense. Coming up this second hour, guests include Bronco Mendenhall, Jamal Williams, Michael Alisa here in just a moment. But first, I, I teased that we were given a nickname in the airport by one of our BYU TV viewers. Her name is Sally Poa, and when, when we met her, she kind of did the, oh, you guys are the nation dudes. And I, I, was, I had never heard nation dudes before, which is fantastic. I like that nickname. Okay. The Nation yes. Dudes. We are the Nation Dudes. I thought it was just BYU Sports, but apparently it's the Nation to her, <laughs> which, was, which was great. Which is, <laughs> however she wants to interpret it, I laughed really hard. I thought that was fantastic. Okay, and our BYU Football All-Access continues now with senior linebacker Michael Elisa. He has joined us once every week, and we're not going to leave him out when we come to South Beach before his final game as a BYU Cougar. BYU football all access with our good friend, senior linebacker, Michael Elisa. I had all of these elaborate thoughts, great questions planned, and then I saw your shorts and it all <laughs> flew out the window. I that's, can't remember anything. That's all usually I can see is what happens when people see these shorts. That's why I bought them. Describe them for the radio listeners. Wow. Just the wow factor. That's pretty much it. Well, yeah, short <laughs> and pink. <laughs> Are they like Those peach? scream Miami. Or, yeah, these, they yeah, So I saw these in the store. I had to get them. I was like, you know what? I'm in Miami for the bowl game. When in Rome. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. When in Miami, you get short pink shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody what? clip that like, off right now and post it all over social that's media. A that's that a That should be a shirt. When in Miami, get, get short get pink, pink shorts. shorts. Yes. Get these and just an arrow pointing down to these shorts. Are you... Uh, are you going to go play, like, volleyball in those on the beach? No, I'm going to save like... my body. But I might go dip in the water. I feel like that's good for rehab. Yeah. Salt water heals everything. Okay. Yes. That's true. Like, you can float in the Great Salt Lake or whatever. Right. Rub right? some sand on my shoulder because it's kind of sore. How, how has it? Your shoulder sore? A little right? bit. No, I mean, your whole body's sore. Everyone is a little sore at this time of the season. I'm, and I'm sure Memphis has the same issues that we do. Um, it's just the wear and tear of the game. But it's a bowl game, so you get pumped up, psyched up for one more game, and you just fight through it. Now, there will be 23 days, I believe, between uh, the last time you played against Cal on November 29th and uh, the Miami Beach Bowl. What does that break do for you as a player and as a team, both positively and maybe on the other side? Well, I'll start with positive. So everyone got to get their work done. School's out of the way now. Everyone just finished finals, and everyone had, to, had a chance to do a lot of rehab and lift, get our muscles toned again. I feel like throughout the season you lose a lot of muscle mass, but uh, we got to do that a lot, and then just practice. Um, I think that was one thing that uh, you lose throughout the season is practice becomes a drag, but then you have a lot of time leading up to one game, and it becomes exciting again, and, and uh, we get to just enjoy the team once, once more like we did back in fall camp. 
So that's the positive. On the negative, I think that there is a tendency for guys to maybe get a little too relaxed. Um, you get to a bowl game, there is a temptation to just enjoy Miami, which is it's a beautiful city. The bowl has been very kind to us, and, and hospitality has been amazing. But you got to avoid that temptation to just get in the comfort zone because we're still here for one purpose and one purpose only, to beat Memphis. Oh, I thought you were going to say to go swimming in the ocean or something. I was <laughs> no, very, I was no, Jerry. Come on, very to buy pink shorts. <laughs> to buy pink shorts. It, are you guys a better team when you don't have class? Like, you're a student athlete. I realize that. But UConn, you didn't have class. This game, no class. Are you better when well, you don't have schoolwork to worry about? Well, hopefully we remain classy. But, yes, yes when you don't nice. have school, nice. you, are a, Point yeah, Michael. <laughs> you are a better team. I think when, when you can only focus on football, uh, you're definitely going to do a lot better. I was going to say heaps better, as as Paul Lasike would say. Heaps? So that's an Australian, uh, New Zealand better. thing. Yeah. Heaps better. Yes. <laughs> Paul Lasike. Michael Alisa with us as part of BYU <laughs> Football All Access on BYU Sports Nation. We've asked some of your teammates about, uh, senior teammates, about the final game in BYU Blue. This is your final game as a Cougar. And uh, I, you're a guy that likes to wear his emotions. I don't know if you like it, but you wear your emotions on your sleeve. How are you feeling going into the last game? I'm feeling grateful. I think that I've going through my mind all the, the memories and experiences I've had with BYU and with uh, teammates that have come and gone and with coaches. And it's all coming to its, its climax right here in Miami. And I, I couldn't be more thankful for the time I've had at BYU. And I'm just thankful to, to be part of this team and, and excited to have one last time out on the field with my brothers. So it's, it's going to be a real treat. And, you know, after the game, I want, to, I, I want to have that feeling that I've left it all out there. That's all I'm looking forward to is having that feeling that I gave it my all and I, I did everything I could to serve this team and this program. I asked Paul Asike about this season, you know, 4-4-4, four, 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 that kind of connection there. Uh, do you feel like you have to win this game to be like, yes, we did indeed turn it around and we did something? I, before before that, I'd look at this game just as a game by itself and I look at uh, what, what it means to the program to to win a bowl game against a good Memphis team. Against the champ. Yeah, against the champ. And then, yeah, I look past that and I say, wow, this has been a great season already. I, I think nothing can take that away. That It's been a great turnaround. This has been a good comeback. To add to that, a win would just be the exclamation point. Boom. BYU knows how to come back from a, from a tough time during a season. And it, it would be a quote-unquote down year to certain people, and you'd have nine wins. Yeah. That's what jumps yeah. out at me. It's like, oh, it's a dent. You still won eight games. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it, though, because of the perspective? And, and to certain fans. That's yeah, what I'm certainly, saying. certainly. And, and my point, not saying that, that you think that, Jerem, but my point is if you look at October and how horribly things went and, you know, everybody's getting injured, they're all banged up, there's a four-game losing streak, Boise State caps that off with a 25-point blowout on the blue up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christian Stewart called that the turnaround and said that we, we needed that for, for it to happen. So with that context, nine wins, man, I think you can put that up against a, a lot of things that this BYU football program has done, and, and you can say, yeah, that was an accomplishment. No Taysom, no Craig Bills, no Jamal Williams. You're guys. Right. Nine wins. Right. After, after that four-game losing streak, you have two options. Either lie down and just uh, – try to get through the season without getting hurt and, and uh, hope for a better year next year or you fight back. And, and the fight back is always going to be the harder route. It's going to be uh, a lot more wear and tear on your body and, and emotionally you got to be a lot stronger. And I think that 
us being able to do that has, you know, just spoken for itself. I don't, I don't think there's much to, more to say, but I think BYU has just really shown who we are as a team in terms of character. What's it like to have this beach ball experience where you kind of celebrate the season, yet you also have to play a game, right? Yeah, well, it's been it's a like blast. I mean, so with so last night, for example, we have a dance-off against Memphis. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. We have, didn't have hear you? about what happened, no. Okay, Travis Tuiloma was the man that our team chose to be our representative. And then <laughs> there was a receiver from Memphis. And, you know, both sides are getting pretty animated and excited and cheering pretty loudly. And, uh, alas, the receiver from Memphis won. So we were not happy about that. Okay. So but then second competition, big splash, belly flop competition comes out. Tell me BYU won this. Graham Raleigh nice. goes through. <laughs> the man from Hawaii, he knows how to make big splashes, trust me, and we win. So now it's tied up. Tiebreaker happens on Monday. Okay, so. Okay, yeah, yeah. The real, the real. Best yeah, the of the three, and it comes match. down to the actual football right. game. Did, didn't, didn't BYU break out the hockey last night or something? We didn't. What? We didn't. Oh, I must have heard wrong. No. You didn't that's do the haka? Uh, nah. You know that's a Mario <laughs> happened somewhere just, else where I was. You, ju you just bring that out and you win. We Are you sure you weren't across the street buying your pink shorts <laughs> when the haka was happening? Maybe that's where I was. I was busy getting my shorts, Miami shorts. While everyone else was doing the haka. Dang it. Michael okay. is with us on BYU Sports Nation. We've talked about uh, the context of enjoying the bowl game atmosphere, but now focusing on the bowl game as well. As a senior, you've done this. You've seen the festivities. You've gotten the swag and perhaps maybe uh, gone through some distractions last year during a loss uh, to Washington up in Seattle. What, what is your message to all of your teammates so that they, when game time comes, they're ready to go 100%? View this game how I view the game. Please, view this game as the last game you ever play and give it your all. I think... And, and, and I think the guys already know that, but, but just for, for your sake, what I would tell them is just to, to keep doing what you're doing and, and play for each other. I think once we, once we learned that, I think we learned that in the Boise State game is, look, we're not playing for you know, any, any outside influences. It's all just for the guy next to you. And when you learn that, you, you're able to dig something deep within you that helps you play beyond your own you know, stamina and your own strength. I think that's the great thing about football. Being a team sport, guys rise above you know, what, what they're expected of and make big things happen. That's why it's so exciting to watch because you see these guys make these amazing heroic um, plays and uh, it, it inspires you. You guys watched the women's volleyball match together, it looked like. What oh, was yeah. that like? I was so fired up. I, gosh, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't want to look past uh, our game, but I'm, I'm so excited for our women's volleyball team. Um, I think it's great what they're doing, representing BYU the way that they are. And uh, it, was, it was a fun experience to be with the whole team while they were playing and, and watching them win that final point. The 26-24, is that right? 26-24 yeah. in four sets. That was awesome. That picture from Brett Pine was fantastic. Just the raw emotion. The, the, the weightlifting had paid off in that picture for a couple guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Miami Beach fashion consultant along with Jerem Jordan wearing the pink shorts. Michael. You got the white <laughs> pants. You got the I got, uh, And I have blue pink? shorts on. Oh, yeah. this is gray. Oh, there's light, oh. light, light <laughs> blue, sound, man. You sound so disappointed. Oh, oh is this gray? Oh. Is that all you got? <laughs> we're in Miami. I'm gonna, we're going to have to go to whatever. It's right there. Right it's, across it's right the street? There. Yeah, I'll okay. take you after this. Okay, we're going over there. <laughs> Michael, good luck on Monday, your final game. We wish you the best on the football field. Thank you. Michael wins the fashion contest for BYU football in Miami with those. I think so. Pink. <laughs> I, he calls them pink. Are, the, are they like neon pink? They almost have like a, a peachish 
tint to them as well. What Pantone are they? I have he no later, idea. They're he, salmon. No. <laughs> he later told us uh, they were a hit. And I was like, to the ladies, who are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, who who are they a hit to? That's what I want to know. <laughs> who said, wow, those are a hit, Mike? <laughs> those were a hit. Out on the beach? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They got personality. Again, people with personality are well-liked. Yeah, that is so true. See, you, you are a man of truth today. People people with personality say are well-liked. Some, See the difference? Say something not true right now. Say something not true? See, I don't think you Penn can. Penn State will win the national think you can championship? What would you say? Penn State will win the national championship? Okay, that's good. Maybe? That's good. But you don't mean that. See, I can't. Yeah. You don't, you don't mean that. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation. No, it's going to be a great match. BYU football just wrapping up their final practice before the Miami Beach Bowl. Bronco Mendenhall will join us as soon as he gets back to the hotel. We'll also discuss more national championship volleyball, basketball, why this matchup against Stanford is probably more important than you think it is. Stay with us live from Miami. BYU Sports Nation continues live from the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Beautiful, high 70s. It's weird that it's December 20th. That's crazy. But in a fantastic way. Yeah, it is fantastic. Follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation, also on Instagram. It is a super Saturday, and part of it will deal with a national championship tonight for BYU women's volleyball. Men's basketball against Stanford tonight, 11 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio on Sirius XM Channel 143. So you have your opportunity to indulge in BYU athletics over the next, not only just today, but the next 72 hours. It's, this is a very important next three days. There's been a guy that's been sitting off set that's really want to come on, and his name's Bronco, and I think he's ready. You ready, brother? Shades are looking good. I'm ready. Snark's at an all-time high, probably. He's got, yeah, he's got his, okay, you can keep the sunglasses on if you want, Bronco. Can I? If you yeah, want to go you Bono, can. you can do that. You can do that. <laughs> he's chosen not to go Bono. Okay. Hey, well, good looking helmet. Yeah, not bad. Where'd you get that? Uh, I, let's see, where did we get you. that helmet? That's right, you delivered that oh, that's right. to us on the set. A royal gift. You know, when I give a gift, I like to, to go big. Rather than start with little things yeah. and work big, I just like go. No, I was just, you okay. know, I was just saying. Okay, just setting a standard. No, <laughs> Bronco and I have established a very solid relationship over the green room snack connection. Correct? Who would have known I that know. the green room snack moniker would have now blossomed into this? Yes. Well, your relationship wife, whatever this is, yeah. your wife Holly <laughs> walked up to me in the hotel the other day and she's like, "Hey, green room snack yeah. guy," and I'm like, "All right, <laughs> it, it is taking over in the Mendenhall home." Are you, are you loving Miami? This was an excellent choice in a bowl game, we have to say. Anytime you have sun and ocean, those requirements and those characteristics of a bowl, once you've tasted how do you go back? And so I think that's from now on. Any bowl game that BYU plays in has to have those two things. Ocean and wow. sun? Yeah. Okay. We're we okay with that, by the way. Not, where you're going I was here 10 yeah. minutes, and I was Bahamas, already thinking about how we could get Hawaii. back here. Hawaii. Uh, you could do anything in California. San Diego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There, there did you just, what would be wrong with that? Is just that a cycle. hope, or did you just clue us into what you want I to I just made it up right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bronco Mendenhall with us live from Miami Beach as the Cougars get ready for the Miami Beach Bowl, the inaugural Miami Beach Bowl at Marlins Park. I heard, I heard your guy's show is doing well. I mean, I heard that people actually watch. 
Well, that's unreal. It's it's weird. We do the show surprised? and people are watching. Crazy, huh? Yeah, I mean, it just. I mean, I, I can't say I'm surprised, but I'm just. You just did, I thought, though. Yeah. But maybe the surprise was this level. And then when I heard, like, how many people watch, it went to, like, that level. So a disbelief more than surprise. <laughs> we surprise like to, would be, like, the starting point. Then <laughs> We like to have low expectations and then crush those. That's yeah. kind of our thing. Under promise, over deliver. <laughs> and that, that's what we will do. That's kind of we, how we, you guys are. We will are. continue to do it. I, in the way, this helmet kind of represents that, Coach. You know, you didn't. Pro- you said I'll bring you something, and then you showed up with like the gift of all gifts. So well, it's just it. You know, sometimes you have to really get to know people before you know what to get them. True. And so, true. I was just buying my time trying to get to know you guys. <laughs> the personality tests that you're receiving in the mail, those kind of things. It was for me. Oh, that, oh, that was from you. Yeah. It's all making sense. <laughs> that now. focus group invitation was weird. But, exactly yeah. right. The team buses uh, just pulled up. Uh, you got finished with your third practice today. Uh, from yesterday's reports, we heard that was a solid practice. How yeah. was how was today's practice before uh, Monday? It was good. Um, so today was lighter than yesterday from a physical standpoint, but more focused from a mental standpoint. Uh, I, I haven't ever able, I'm not ever able to for sure say how we're going to play or where the team is, but I, I really liked our preparation. I think they've done a good job, and um, I sure hope it reflects on how they play. Seems like there's been a little bit of drama between uh misquotes or whatever people asking hey did memphis go to provo did christian stewart say they're going to score in every possession it's it's pretty bold it's been fun that way for you i imagine so i i didn't know anything about that um i was asked for the very first time after practice today so i still don't know exactly what's been said so what's been said uh that memphis visited uh byu to learn about defense oh did that happen no um there was a phone call Actually, that um, you can do it that way too. I guess their right? defensive coordinator called and was interested in a few of our di- ideas on third down and, and nickel package, and so Coach Howell did exchange some ideas that way. How how often does that kind of thing happen in the off season where you're just exchanging ideas with, with Qu- guys? quite a bit? Um, and hard to ever know for sure who you're going to end up playing. Um, but yeah, there was uh, an idea or two, but. Yeah, that was the extent of it. So what else? What else do I need to okay, know? Okay, let's see what else. There was uh, Christian this... Stewart. Said, he's a confident dude, yeah. and so people like to to take his quotes. Something to the extent of, "Oh, I feel like on every, you know, we're going to move the, we're going to be able to pass the ball. Uh, we're going <laughs> to be able to score in every possession." Mm. You kind of want your why would your quarterback, quarterback not say that? that, that, though, that right? We we feel like we can score on every possession. You, 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 well, every play that's designed in football is designed to score. So you actually block every player, and if everyone does their job, then it will go for touchdown <laughs> so wild logic yeah i mean so the thought that then possibly if you execute really well that you could score on every possession if you executed really well you could score every play i'm not sure anyone has ever, well no one's ever done that but um i don't have any issues with that and if anyone knows christian and to say that that he's uh, braggadocious or anything else that might come along that way no chance there's a difference between being confident and and being braggadocious as you just brought up and and certainly christian uh falls into the category of just of just confidence at least that's my take from him i would say confident but if there's if you're looking for anyone that might be understated he's probably the most understated confident person that there (laughs) ever is so he's understated conscientious confident and so if you got if anyone got him to say that they might score on every possession i'd like to meet who that is and just (laughs) say okay Wow, I think I think his intent was we feel like is every time we go on the field, it could be. All right, you left your keys in there. 
I'm just trying to figure out who would have driven it to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Bronco Mandel with us on BYU Sports Nation live from Miami Beach at the Lowe's Hotel. That, that's what makes your, your show authentic, though, when you have car alarms in the background. That we've always, said, we've always set, said that, yeah. I mean, it's nice to be at the hotel, but if you can have a car alarm or two. It's the live element. And then a motorcycle, et cetera. It's authentic. Yeah, yeah Lamborghinis driving in the yeah. background on yeah. South Beach. Yeah, you, you can't plan and, for and that. And you guys are in shorts, which is that's amazing. Uh, Spencer wore white pants uh, two days ago. Mm. Did you, you guys happen to see the um, offensive coaching staff yeah. travel yeah. pictures? I wanted Garrett to get t- in the spirit. Garrett 2J's pants, what can you tell us about, or that whole get-up? Yeah, I don't think you just go with the pants there because there was a matching top with mm-hmm. it. And there, there is a carnival in town, and they're using his clothes right now for uh, a canopy. <laughs> I don't even know where he got the big and tall star. Those are huge. Uh, I'm not sure either. <laughs> what color was that? Like Wait, I, he, he, I think he called it lemon. Lemon. Yeah. Lemon. When there's not like a pure color, you go with like the tastes of things okay. uh, or fruits. And so yeah, lemon. Well, then you saw Michael Elise's pink shorts. How would you describe his pink shorts with a taste? That, that's a watermelon. <laughs> That's good. Sweet, sour. Sweet That's and sour. Sour watermelon. <laughs> this experience is so uh, unique because it's sort of a celebration of the season, mm-hmm. a reward for what you've done and earned the bowl, yet you've got a game you've got to play. How do you manage that? Yeah, I, I, I miss a lot heavier on the game-to-play component <laughs> that the players come already programmed for the reward. And so someone has to add the balance of work, 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 because that's when you come to Miami – I mean, how are you going to just think, the first thing I want to do now is go practice. I watched him come off the plane, and one at a time it was feel the weather, see the sun, smile. Feel the weather, see the sun, smile. It was just one after another. And so uh, really for the coaching staff, all we've done is pick up our office, move it, put it down here, and the days are exactly the same. For the players, they're, they just don't have school, and practice is early in the morning, then they have the rest of the day to be in Miami. So. We've discussed awesome. uh, that, that magic number nine with Christian yeah, Stewart yeah, and Jordan yeah, Leslie yeah. and Mitch Matthews and Michael Lisa and everybody is aware of that after a win this October for this team to have an opportunity to get to the nine win mark and have one more win than the previous two seasons. How much weight are you and the coaches and the players placing in getting to nine? A lot. A lot. Very, very seldom do I use even talk about winning with our team. I just talk about execution and performance. Um, but I wouldn't really be I wouldn't be being truthful with them if I didn't say, man, this is a huge game as far as I'm concerned. And the ninth win as a culmination to this season would mean a lot. And uh, not only do I want it personally and maybe even selfishly, I would love to have it for this particular team and this particular group of players going out as kind of the signature of this season. Um, And, yeah, so it's important. This is the first time we've talked to you post-Cal where you had that uh, crazy celebration in the locker room. <laughs> take, us, take us back to maybe that moment and how you can leverage that into this game somehow. I'm not sure uh, it can be leveraged other than just the emotion and how it felt and, and how sincere it was, I think, from all parties. That was more of a culmination and a celebration of a year rather than mm-hmm. one game. The game was fitting because it went right down to the end and we had to try so hard to make that happen, which is kind of what's happened this season. Uh, but, yeah, really really kind of raw and genuine and sincere emotion all coming out at the same time from a lot of different people, and it felt good. The fist pumps were so precise, too. I mean, just. <laughs> There's great form in that, I yeah. thought. Huh? So I, I don't know how or who captured it, uh, but I, I your kind of. Your football video staff, well, I believe. Go. I kind of feel undressed. Number one, I didn't approve it. Number two, I didn't know it was being distributed. And, 
number three, I didn't know anyone was watching it. So, yeah. Would well, you have kiboshed that? But it was awesome. Okay it? it was awesome, though. Was it awesome? Yes. I'd, I haven't seen it myself. Is that who you really are in that moment? I can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Bronco Mendel with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars preparing to play in the Miami Beach Bowl against the Memphis Tigers on Monday at Marlins Park. Uh, you had dinner last night at Marlins mm. Park before the team went to uh, watch the Heat and the Wizards play in an NBA game. Did you get a chance to uh, see the setup and how things are coming yeah, along there? It's cool. It is one of the coolest venues that I've seen. And, man, uh, not only is Miami a really fantastic place, but to see the Marlins, uh, Marlins Park and the retractable roof and how close the seats are, it, it's an amazing place to play. So I feel lucky to be here. The dirt's in play, right, the infield? So the dirt is actually covered by sod. They put sod in, uh, I think it was 11 days ago, and so there's a slightly dis slight discoloration between the regular grass and the sod. Um, the only part that's not grass, a uh, home plate, and that's out of play, if I remember right, from, uh, from what I saw yesterday. What is the toughest part to prepare for when you look at the Memphis Tigers? Like, mm. what, what concerns you the most about what their team is able to do? Schematically, uh, they have excellent schemes. So their head coach was the offensive coordinator at TCU, when they were, were and still are very strong. Um, but those schemes have always been difficult to defend. Um, TCU had excellent athletes and players in addition. And so when you put that with the scheme, you generate a ton of points. So Memphis, in relation to their conference, has the same type of caliber of players in a very good scheme with a really uh, strong quarterback. Tall, 6'6-ish, I would say, and more mobile than what you'd think. And so... Uh, they stretch the field in all different kinds of ways and tries, try to use athletes in space with hard concepts to defend with a system defensively that's similar to ours. So good combination. Will it be any different than, than what you saw against California with their dynamic receivers yeah, and athletes? Yeah, much different um, in terms of California is so one-dimensional in terms of throwing the football. The pass, yeah. um, TCU really attacks you in about every way possible. Down the field, throwing, on the perimeter throwing, on the perimeter running, uh, screens, wheel routes, uh, inside runs, and then quarterback runs. So a lot more diversity. Trying to figure out how good Memphis is. Tri-champs uh, tied with UCF, but they didn't play East Carolina. Uh, they didn't play UCF either. Yet there's, there's still a, a good matchup for the, you in this bowl game. The, like. the, I, I would say the, the litmus test or the thermometer or barometer for Memphis would be their 41-10 to 10 win over Cincinnati. Because mm -hmm. Cincinnati uh, did play East Carolina, and there was a little crossover in there. And so 41-10 to 10 against that team. Uh, pretty impressive. And then I would go to week two or week three where they played UCLA, UCLA. and 42 mm -hmm. 35. So that's the this team. This a tie game with four there. minutes left mm -hmm. on the road. Those those two games to me, if, if I'm trying to gauge who are we playing, mm -hmm. and I was trying to say, okay, where are they? I've used those two. So you don't use the Houston game? Houston game, the turnovers. Um, so easy to go right to that game, and it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And I think there were three turnovers. Um, and so. Certainly, that would be that was the next in line in terms of looking at personnel. Yeah. Um, and we struggled to, to beat Houston. And if if the turnovers don't happen, it's probably a similar type scoring game. Yeah, Memphis had five turnovers in that loss to Houston. Mm, five. And still almost won that game, lost 28-24. The Tigers, uh, they have a good coach in uh, Coach Fuente, and he's uh, received a lot of honors. He's been on a lot of, uh, I guess, watch lists for, for positions moving up. But he decided to stay with Memphis, do you do you know much about him or have any interactions with him other than the fact you know he played, he nah, coached TCU? I don't. I hadn't met him until the pre-bowl press conference, and so I've just known him by reputation. 
But any time you take a team that hasn't gone to a bowl for a long, long time and hasn't had nine wins in a long, long time, it usually isn't isn't an accident and it's not random. So uh, he's well deserving of whatever attention he's getting. Since Boise State, uh, has Nick Howe called all the plays on defense? Yes. So w- was it the same as pre-Boise State, uh, post-Boise State? Uh, I, I've just I've just been uh, in every meeting mm-hmm. with the defensive staff, and so um, it was clear to me that not only was um, was this group of players not as experienced and didn't have nearly as much margin for error once Taysom went out, um, but doing that with four coaches rather than five was just simply limiting the resources and doing it without the most experienced defensive coach, and so. Um, all I've done is insert myself in terms of another set of eyes, another coach in that room, and then generating and asking the right questions maybe at the right time, making sure the view has been comprehensive enough to add um, just more help. Were you surprised at the impact on defense from the lack of Taysom? Sure. It's an interesting correlation. The, the, um, a, lo- a lot of um, my original decision to be able to be just the head coach was to make sure that we were using and leveraging Taysom to the highest level, knowing that we were a little bit youthful on defense. But if we generated enough points and and created a dynamic there that was almost unstoppable, that this side could grow and learn and develop. Mm-hmm. And so there was an acknowledgement that even in where I chose to be at the beginning, I I did underestimate, though, the, the level of confidence slash chemistry slash identity of the team when Taysom went out, not just the performance. National championship match for BYU women's volleyball tonight, oh, Coach. so good. Yeah, that is, uh, it's been a fantastic storyline. Our hospitality room was just erupting with players watching and, and the final points uh, as they beat Texas. And, man, what an awesome thing. And that is, that's exactly the vision I have for what BYU sports is. It's fantastic. BYU and Texas. It's been five and zero for BYU since 2012. <laughs> Good matchup. Are you going to get, a, Chris- Are you gonna get yeah. a Christmas card from the uh, Texas Good Athletic conference. Department this year? It, I mean, it it just continues the <laughs> logic for BYU in the Big 12. It just continues to wherever you turn, whatever sport you turn to. You have to pay. You think you have to pay attention, you seeing think. what uh, what is happening across that uh, wide array of sports. Oh, speaking of the serial photo bomber, hey, do you just want a photo bomber right photo now? Bo- every every interview. Hey, you, you need to come you get in this in one. Jordan already? Leslie has just walked by the set. <laughs> he got, said he was already in the background. He's got like twigs and bushes behind his. Okay, the next day. <laughs> there he is, Jordan Leslie with uh, Coach Mendenhall. There he is, the one and only. Hey, good to see you, Jordan. Nice shot last night, by the way, at the uh, NBA game. Yeah, he says he's ready. So he can play on the All I heard about that, because I was in the bathroom, as I heard that Memphis did it in 33 seconds and our team did it in 55 seconds. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, the thing is. <laughs> that's all I heard. My first three shots were good. The half court shot was Our first three shots were good. The half court shot was That's a good shot. Okay, nice talking to you, Jordan. The photo bomb squad. He runs away. Bronco, great to have Thanks. you with us uh, in Miami Beach for the insight, and uh, we wish you the best of luck okay. on Monday at Marlins Park. See you. Thanks, Coach. All right. The shades are going back on for Coach Mendenhall and BYU football. Joining us next on the show, Jamal Williams bringing his swag to the set in Miami Beach. If you're watching on TV, you can see it's, it's he's got it on his head right now. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes. 
and get involved in a super championship Saturday. Of course, starting it off with this two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation live from Miami. 7.30 Eastern tonight. Watch it on ESPN2. Listen on BYU Radio. BYU and Penn State for the national championship. We haven't talked to Jamal Williams in a while, and now here he is in Miami bringing the swag to the set. What's up, man? Nothing, just chilling. You How know. you been? Oh, just great. Don't have to worry about practice anymore. <laughs> it's been a curse and a blessing, I guess. I guess, I guess a little bit. I guess there's, there's that benefit. Uh, you know what? You pointed out the, the Miami Beach Bowl helmet. You said you wanted to put it on. So uh, we, we I don't know if it'll fit, dude, but can Throw, hey. throw it on. I want you to throw it on at some point during this interview, okay? Let's throw All it right. on at the very end. At the end. very end, after we, we take off. Walk out here and show us what, yeah. show us what you look like. We need to like. get you the swag helmet on the swag daddy. All right. I think it's kind of it's too big, you know? It's, it's a large. A large? Yeah, it's too big for me. I think so. Okay. It would be sad if I put it on as the perfect fit. <laughs> then I know I have a big head. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how are you feeling now after uh, knee surgery and some rehab and stuff? You know, it's, it's all right now. A month in, now I can walk, so it's good. And just rehabbing every day is, is the positive thing about it. Funny thing is, like, this whole thing has been a, a up and down situation, but it, it always has its funny moments. Because, uh, you know, when you go into surgery, you know, you like when you go to sleep, they put yeah. the gas on you and they tell you to count. I made it to 12. Oh, <laughs> look at you. I got the 10. I was like, this ain't nothing. Then I went to sleep. <laughs> then I woke up and they put me in the, what's it called? The recovery room, right? Mm-hmm. I looked to my left. I saw the most finest girl in the world. <laughs> and I was still like, you know. Kinda Am I loopy. dreaming? Yeah, yeah. I thought I was still loopy, loopy. Right? So I was talking to her. And I was just saying things like I didn't even really mean because I was gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, when we get out of here, I'm going to give you flowers and take you on a date. It was just a funny moment. And then I was like, I must be dreaming because it must have never happened. Did then, it actually happen? Yeah, yeah. Then she, tweet, she tweeted me about it and said uh, to my best friend in the recovery room, such and such. I was like, wow. Are you going on a date? No. no date. Oh, okay. I had a similar experience. I got my wisdom teeth out, and uh, this girl came in and helped. And, you know, I'm in high school. I'm like, wow, she's super hot. I was drooling blood. Oh. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't work out for me. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work out for me. You didn't get the date either? No. Well, that's, no. that's unfortunate. Jamal Williams with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, just discussing going into surgery and coming out of it. What, is, what has been the message from your doctors in terms of uh, how things looked and, and how the procedure went overall? They said everything was good. I, I really didn't know what was happening. I was just like, just fix me now so I can come back and play. But everything's going well. Swelling's down. My knee looks like an old man's knee. I have a knee brace like an old man with a circle in the middle. But <laughs> other than that, everything is cool. Has Taysom talked to you about uh, which knee brace to, to put on when you start running again? Shoot, I already got it. It's oh, you got it. The Don Joy. Don Joy. The Don Joy. Yeah. Is this, uh, is this something that's going to bleed, your rehab will bleed into next season, or will you be ready to go come Nebraska? It will bleed into next season, and hopefully I'll be ready for Nebraska. But it mostly depends on me, when I'm ready, how I feel, and I'm doing the best I can to be ready for next year. Have you talked to Kyle Collinsworth at all on the basketball team? ACL tear? Not really, but I heard he did, and I still got to talk to him too. But mostly all, a lot of people who torn the ACLs and, and everything had came and talked to me and told me just just keep working at it and, and just stay positive during the whole situation. Remind us what exactly you did to your knee. 
I tore, they say there's a lot of things. They tore my ACL, my LCL, and my MCL. Mm. Okay. And so now I got one long scar right here on the right, one in the middle. And it it's funny because I, I was scared of going into surgery. I thought, man, it's going to hurt or I'm going to feel it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel nothing. Just woke up with a, a real <laughs> old man knee now. I, that's the only thing I can refer to is an old man knee. And you're still 19, right? Yeah, sad. This is sad 19 thing. with an old man knee. I have to wear pants for now on everywhere. <laughs> so girls don't see it. They be like, to wear the shorts? Yeah. yeah. They be like, what's that knee brace for? <laughs> Nothing. No. It's okay. We're good. I have an extra pair of white pants that I brought to Miami if you want to wear them. Yeah. And I'll, embrace the culture. Yeah. Okay. I'll wear it during the game. Okay. <laughs> during the game? <laughs> now you've obviously had to take on a different role, uh, that of, uh, you know, an educator and, and a cheerleader of sorts. So what, what have you been able to do with your team and helping them you know, bounce back and, and get ready now for the Miami Beach Bowl? Just pretty much just showing up and, and being in the presence of the team and showing them I'm still here and still Jamal helping out and, and just keeping everything light and, and fun and everything. And uh, Nate, I'm so proud of Nate, but me and Nate, he's on my bad side right now. Oh, what did he do? Nate Carter? Yeah, during the – which game was it? During the game against Savannah State. I'm on the sideline, hot chocolate. He want to run to the sideline and run into me. I spill hot chocolate all on me, and then he just runs off like nothing happened. And he still hasn't apologized. So I'm really, I'm really butthurt about that. We're gonna have Jamal to talk doghouse. to Nate about that. Yeah, we'll yeah. bring it up. I'll bring it up next time oh, I see him. Please, me and him. <laughs> You're gonna, gonna tangle. <laughs> How's the bowl experience been for you so far? It's been good. I know. Uh, just pretty much going to practice. Well, they practicing and I rehab, and then we we come back and then we just enjoy it like everybody else, and it's good. We got the beach, we got stores and everything for DM money, and it's just all great, great experience for a bowl game. And then at the end of the day, we still got a game to play too, so it's just it's just a great experience. What are you seeing from your team that uh, makes you feel encouraged, like they can go and and get win number nine against Memphis on Monday? Well, since this is a bowl game, it's, it's interesting that they can still have fun when it's time, but when it's practice time, they still have the same mentality as if we're back home and it's a regular season game. And um, they still get in fights. I'm, that's what I'm proud of. They still have the aggressiveness and still in practice, still competing. And when it's off the field, we can still go have fun on the beach, in the pool, uh, go to heat game and um, go see the Marlin Park. So, it's just it's just great to see that they're still focused and yet they can still have fun. It seems like after bowl losses, like a year later, it's like, you know what? We didn't prepare well enough. We didn't focus well. Like this admittance, you know. Mm. Are you preparing well enough? Are you focused? Do you want it? All of that? Yeah. Everyone I'm... says yes, you know. Oh, they all Do want you... it. Yeah. I mean, I want it, and I can't even put a helmet on. Mm-hmm. I want it pretty much. I think I want it a lot more. I just want to put a cleat on, you know, but I can't. So, I'm just glad that they're ready. I'm going to get them all turned up. They're going to be ready. Running back. You'll get them offense. turned up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are they're you the one be playing ready. that on the iPod uh, before the game? Turned oh, down no, no, for no. what? That's not me. I okay. can't do the Who, music. Who's the guy doing the music? Since Nyborg's gone, he was the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's doing the music. Might uh, be you, man. <sighs> That's we some should, pressure. We should proposition. Make your playlist tonight and be <laughs> yes. ready to go. We should proposition. We just talked to Bronco, okay? So maybe we should approach Bronco about Jamal being the DJ. No, no, no. You just plug it in and play. Oh, I can't do that. That prayer ends and boom. That's, your too, first a, song. that's too aggressive, you know? <laughs> that's like, 
going over my boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> you're an aggressive dude. No one will be like, oh, Jamal's good. He's probably right. Jamal, clearly you're a, you're a beloved uh, player within BYU Sports Nation. I can't imagine the outpouring of support and, and prayers you got uh, when you went down with your injury. But you like to give that back through shout-outs. And every time you come on BYU Sports Nation, we like to give you the opportunity to do shout-outs with Jamal. So uh, now we turn the time back over to you. Huh. Go fast, go hard edition of shout-outs with Jamal Williams. And I'll count. All right. Do the family members still counting? Absolutely. Yeah, everybody. Sure, yeah. The George Washingtons, the Beyonce's. <laughs> well, oh, man. Man. All right. We will first start off with the BYU uh, volleyball team. For nice. Okay. Well, no, that start. counts for like. Ten of them. Ten of them? Okay, ten. So put ten up now. Wow. All right, No, cool. you got to name names. That's one. No, 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 no. That's ten. <laughs> all right. Here we go. All right, all right. <coughs> we can start with Coach Mendenhall. Okay. Coach Mendenhall, Coach Anai, Coach Markey, Nate, Adam, Paul, uh, Algie, Devon, um, Harvey, both of the Harveys for two. Yep. There you go. Yep. Uh, Jayla, Lange, is that what you're saying? No, Jackson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alani, uh, my cousin Stacy, Nico, Dante. They gonna still play. They always Bernard, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you right. Dante's a boy state. They right? the A one. They the A one. A one A. Yeah. Beachfront Avenue. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. A one. Oh, okay. Like they've been together. With <laughs> yes. Okay. Since we've been in diapers, you know. Yeah. yeah. I love that sauce too. Sports Nation. You know. Nice. <laughs> you made it, bro. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on right now. I'm just kidding. He know. He know. He know it happened. Uh, all right. Oh shoot. Beyonce, of course. Kelly Rowland. Naturally. Uh, Megan Good. Uh, Gabriella Union. I was trying to find her, but she. I'm, she was in the front row. I couldn't get Oh, at the Heat game. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to say Florida hi. was there last night. Did you see that? Yeah, I went in. He's not my favorite rapper, but, yeah, he's cool, too. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was okay. If he was in front of us, I'd be like, oh, my God, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't there, though. It's all right. It's all right. All right, um, we got 10 more seconds. All right. This last one's going to take 10 seconds because it's just the favorite one. Okay. Oh. Uh, oh. This, this takes a while because it takes me a while to you say her name. You got five seconds. Sierra. Oh. 22, Clyde Drexler. That, I do not believe that's a Jamal record, but it's, it's a fantastic Sierra performance. Sierra counts for 20. Okay, is Sierra the girl that was helping you come out of your surgery? No. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot her name. Okay. okay. The unnamed girl. Surgery Jamal, girl. great to have you on set. Uh, we'll see you down the road, man. Get All healthy. Right. Thank you. All right, BYU Sports Nation continues live from Miami after this. 22 shout-outs. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel in Miami Beach. Follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. And, oh, by the way, talk about the most gracious of gracious hosts. This has been an unbelievable experience here at the Lowe's uh, Hotel here in Miami Beach. The uh, valet, the... The rooms, the pool, the beach nearby, the setup for us right here outside. It's been unbelievable. It's been so awesome to be here. Everybody's, everybody's been fantastic. Uh, this is day three here for us. Uh, our final day Monday will be at Marlins Park. But five-star hotel, man. Michael Jackson stayed here. George W. Bush has stayed here. Yeah. That's big time. They're celebrating That's big the, time. BYU's I, Ryan Seacrest has stayed 16. here. Spencer Linton. Those people walking over there have stayed here. It's been amazing. The nation dudes. The nation, the, the nation, the nation dudes, dudes have now stayed at the Lowe's in Miami Beach. Yeah. But no, in all seriousness. Taysom Hill has stayed here? It's, it's been a great week. And the BYU team 
has been so complimentary of everything that has happened here. Almost like we can't believe how nice it is here. Well, Christian well, did, said it was the nicest hotel he's ever stayed. Christian Stewart, a quarterback, said this is the nicest hotel I've ever stayed in. I don't know if I'll ever stay in a five-star the rest of my life. Bronco Mendenhall was uh, very complimentary as well, saying he, he joked it wasn't serious. I know some people online are like, what? Only only game bowl games in the future with the beach? Although that would be awesome. Uh, that BYU, yeah. Maybe maybe that's the thing BYU needs for bowl games is, is there a beach Is there, there a beach and nearby? sunshine and nice weather? Yeah. Yeah. Well, na- naturally, you've got to have that. And is there a Lowe's Hotel nearby? That's the clincher right there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the clincher. How about that blatant drop? Yeah. yeah. And uh, big thanks to uh, Linda Villafane who, who joined us on the show and gave us uh, – the rundown on, on hosting BYU and all the challenges and intricacies that go into hosting a BYU football team like this. So, so needy. I'm just kidding. They had ice cream, apparently. I'm, a, I'm assuming it's from the Creamery on 9th that yes, they brought, with, they brought them it with them on the plane. And uh, they had a team. I think there was security to uh, make sure it got in safely. Uh, took care of that. BYU Sports Nation, this is the final time we will broadcast live from uh, Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel before we move to Marlins Park on Monday on game day for uh, a one-hour show and then immediately followed by countdown to kickoff, which will be followed by the actual bowl game live which on ESPN. Followed by the post game, which will be followed later that night by the rebroadcast. Basically, your life consists of BYU sports on Saturday and Monday. We'll let you have Sunday off. But it's every day. That's what BYU today, Monday, Sports Nation it does, It is BYU man. sports. Every day's game day except Sunday. We'll refresh our top headlines from today. It is a Super Saturday. National Championship Volleyball, BYU Basketball against Stanford. And, of course, we've got to tell you everything else you need to know before we sign off from the Lowe's Hotel. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan at the end of a very busy two-hour Super Saturday edition of the show. It's a championship Saturday as well for BYU Women's Heck Volleyball. Yeah, man. We'll start Heck there yeah. because you know what time it is, bro? It's time yep. for the Cougar Whip Around. Women's Volleyball. It's a national championship game day for BYU and Penn State. The match is live in Oklahoma City on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. 7.30 Eastern time. BYU looking for its first national championship in women's volleyball and first for non-clubs at Brigham since 04. Football. BYU held a walkthrough today at Florida International University. The Cougars play Memphis Monday, 2 Eastern at Marlins Park on ESPN and BYU Radio. The after- This afternoon, the Bulls... Uh, will the bowl rather will host a battle of the bands? Cougars need to win that one to even up the competitions at two apiece before they go into the actual game. Cougars in the NFL. Spencer Hadley has been on the practice squad for the Oakland Raiders for a while. Activated yesterday to the 53-man roster. He was playing offense. Now he's back to defense as a linebacker. Today's Congrats. rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We've had a running theme going this week with BYU women's volleyball. Uh, I want to give a personal shout out or a rising shout out to Lowe's Hotel. Okay. For one, women's volleyball as well. We've, and don't worry, we've given the karma to Alohi Robbins Hardy yesterday, a couple times to Sean Olmstead earlier this week, Sierra Parker. They've had plenty of karma. And uh, again, a really good team strikes. With the karma. Yes. It's not a cool, we're not handing the karma just to anybody. We're trying to sneak <laughs> it through Holly Rowe, the ESPN sideline reporter, to Ooh, BYU as well. She would be a well. neutral party. With BYU be, ties, though. 
Utah ties as well. So, you know, she worked for BYU, yes. But I I think that breaks the karma rules, man. Okay, fine. Don't let Brian Logan come into this with his karma rules. (laughs) 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 Varying definitions. Brian, wherever you're watching. We're in Miami, and you're not. Love you. No, I'm just Whoa, kidding. I'm man, just kidding. Cheap. I'm just kidding. Dude, hashtag Bob, man. It is. Band hashtag Band of Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> 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 Our Twitter question today, what is your bold prediction for BYU Sports Today? Jeremy, what's your bold prediction really fast? The BYU wins both. The BYU nice. wins the national championship in volleyball and beats Stanford maybe without Tyler Haas. My bold prediction? Tyler Haas plays. BYU basketball wins. Thanks to all our guests on this fantastic two-hour edition on Saturday of BYU Sports Nation. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and BYUTV.org slash BYUS. And throw the water bottles. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Jason Kukahiko.